Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Happy Human Club. I'm Soph Mosca. I'm the host of your podcast. And I'm so excited to be recording today because this means that so far I'm withholding my hope (laughs) to record at least once every two weeks. So like have a bi-weekly podcast drop. So I just, you know, we're sticking with it so far. So that's great. So I'm excited to be here because I'm proving myself capable of (laughs) being more consistent with this podcast but I'm also excited to be here because I really like today's episode but I do want to give a quick disclaimer because I was just explaining this to my vlog wait wait disclaimer to the disclaimer I'm doing laundry today because it's Friday you guys if you watch my vlogs you know Fridays are kind of my laundry days now so I don't know. I could probably stop the dryer while I record this, but quite frankly, I think it's charming. So, <laughs> um, this the disclaimer though is that I believe this episode will be more on the shorter side because I think I've opened up about it on here last week and I know for sure I've done it on YouTube, but I've been struggling a lot, a lot with mental health and depression and whatnot and 
I got myself to sit down and write this podcast episode, but as I was doing it, I lost the motivation for it and I just ended up getting really frustrated with myself and kind of just like gave up. So I don't know how long this episode will be. So if it is on the shorter side, I'm sorry, but the the, the idea was there, but I didn't have the motivation to make it as like well-rounded as I had hoped in my head whenever I first, you know, got this idea. But nonetheless, it's still an episode and it does still have some content to it. So hopefully you guys enjoy what it is for what it is. But first and foremost, I want to just plug my social media. So you guys can follow me at Mosca on pretty much every social media platform, except Snapchat is S-O-P-H-E. RRR. You can also find extra exclusive content for me on passes.com slash sofmosca, but I always have all of this stuff linked in the description of every episode. And that also reminds me, I don't think I've talked about this before, but I just recently like went in and looked at like my reviews and my analytics of my podcast. And like, I guess I didn't realize how much you guys enjoy <laughs> my podcast. And like, I knew I had some listeners, but I guess I didn't realize like, how many of you there are and how much you enjoy this podcast i have like a ton of reviews with like very good reviews and so i'm like so grateful that you guys have been doing that so keep doing that that makes me feel so good and i also i don't really know how it works but i'm assuming it helps my podcast like the more you give it good reviews or whatever or share it or however it works i'm sure like it shows up on people's spotify's or i don't know how it works but maybe more people will be able to listen to it if you guys engage with it more and whatnot so yeah thank you for those of you who have like ever left a review or shared it or anything like that that's like so cool to me i just never really realized i guess i I realized that recently so i'm not sure if i've already said this so if i'm repeating myself ignore me but anyways um today i want to talk to you guys about being an advocate for yourself, standing up for yourself, learning how and when to say no, trusting your gut, things of that nature. I will say though, that like each of those was going to be like its own segment of this episode. And then it kind of ended up with me just talking about being my own advocate and then like some tangents and not so much of the other stuff. So take that title and that, you know, video, I mean, episode description, with a grain of salt because it's not quite all that but (laughs) regardless that is what we're going to be talking about today because I just feel like recently I've had to be my own advocate more than usual but as somebody with a chronic illness being your own advocate is like a common occurrence and important thing that you have to do for yourself and I'm sure if any of you struggle with this in any way like you know exactly what I'm talking about and we'll get into all that but like ever since I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes I have had to advocate for myself more than I think I have in my entire life because when when you are living with something or in a way that people don't understand I find that you have to be your own advocate more which makes sense um but before we go into like 
how to stand up for yourself and whatnot, just in case anyone isn't quite sure like what advocacy is. Just like the basic Google definition of an advocate is a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. So I think that's just like an advocate in general. And then if we're talking about like being an advocate for yourself, it basically just means like, in short, like publicly supporting yourself, standing up for yourself for one reason or another, right? So standing up for yourself. There are so many reasons and situations and positions in life where you're going to have to stand up for yourself. You're going to need to. And I'm willing to bet that most of you have had to do so before or at least experienced a time where you felt like you needed to or that you should have. You know what I mean? Even if you didn't, like you feel like you maybe should have or whatever. And I feel like if you are seen as an underdog or a minority or an inferior in any way, or even if you're just like unfamiliar, maybe those who view themselves as like above you for one way or another, often just in life, try to take advantage of you and this imbalance. And maybe it's not intentional, but it happens. And that's kind of life, not saying it's right, but that I feel as though that's a very common trend just as like mankind, humankind. So some examples I feel like that maybe are common in this like realm are a doctor underestimating your medical complaints or your needs. I feel like this one is super common, especially I hear a lot of girls go in for like period things or things in that like general area, just reproductive health, health and um, doctors just like really disregarding them or undermining them or, you know, the situation with, oh my gosh, I'm not even familiar with birth controls because I just have never like really had to learn. But what is it? Is it the IUD that's like very, very, very painful to, what did it get out or put in or both? And it's given like without any pain medicine. Is that the situation with that but like that's just an example like of someone that tech like I I don't know it's just an example of like a time where you might have to advocate yourself like hey this is super uncomfortable like is there anything you can give me things like that not saying they will because that's the issue we're kind of addressing here like you your medical needs might be completely disregarded or undermined or underestimated or a teacher maybe is grading you unfairly I feel like this is probably like a common occurrence if there's racism in the picture or things like that where the teacher just like for like I'm sure everyone's had a teacher where you're like dang you're a hard grader but I feel like there's situations where teachers intentionally or unintentionally biasly grade a certain student harsher than others for one reason or another that's unfair you might have to advocate for yourself or a landlord asking you to do or not do certain things. Like I have a friend who recently moved into a new place and they were telling me about their landlord and how their landlord was just like completely abusing the position of landlord. Like they were telling them they couldn't have friends at their house when they weren't there. Not even like a party, like literally they had 
two friends at their house when they were not present. Like, how is that wrong in any way? You know what I mean? But they, the, the landlord was just honestly being an asshole and being, like, abusing his power as a landlord. And they had to advocate for themselves being like, hey, look, like, we're not doing anything legal, illegal. We're not doing anything wrong. They, we weren't, they, they were literally just present in the household when I, like, you can't even say that you've never had friends or family in your household when you're not home, you know? Like, what if they were letting my dog out? What if they were you know, grabbing something for me that I needed. Who knows what it is? Like, that's allowed, you know? Um, or maybe a roommate taking or using your things or eating your food without asking. Or this one is very common for me. Um, a TSA agent gives you a hard time about how your medical supplies need to be handled. So those are just like random examples of times that maybe you have had to advocate for yourself or maybe you felt the need to but didn't or felt like you should have everything like that so there's obviously so many other situations where you can be taken advantage of or underestimated or belittled but i feel like those examples are common ones that a lot of you can probably relate to or have experienced something similar or have had friends or family experience something similar before in the past but in any situation no one knows what's best for you or what your boundaries your wants and your needs are and this goes for family this goes for friends this goes for partners this goes for strangers you always are the one that knows what is best for you and what your boundaries and everything are and you are the only one that really can know that like you can tell someone you can verbalize but like really you are the only one who truly truly knows and additionally, in my experience, I have found that in a lot of situations where there is an imbalance between the individuals involved, the person with like the upper hand, they just they just take advantage of the underdog out of pure laziness or and or I guess lack of respect or empathy. There's a lot of reasons, but I just feel like a lot of times it's just like a lack of something or laziness. And for me, as I kind of mentioned, there's been a huge trend of me having to stand up for myself and advocate for myself in regards to managing my type 1 diabetes, my medical supplies, and all things of that nature. And like I was kind of alluding to at the beginning of the episode, if you live with any sort of chronic illness or if you require any sort of medical needs or procedures that are apart from what the average person has to deal with, this could go for mental health too. Like if you struggle with a more intense or serious mental health condition where it's like seriously impairing you in your everyday life, this also can apply. You know, I would consider that a chronic illness in and of itself. It's just not necessarily physical. But if you do deal with this, like you know, there's many times and for me there has been many times where someone is just disrespectful or ignorant or assumptuous or lazy towards you and your needs and here's the thing people are going to think they know everything (laughs) these are just like rules of life (laughs) people are going to think they know everything people are going to think they know better than you people don't like to be wrong And people who consider themselves above you 
want to assert their power and dominance simply because they want to feel important and above you. And I wish this wasn't the case, but it really is very common just in life. I'm not saying everyone, but it's very common in one way or another to some extent, no matter what. And okay, so if that's the case, what do you do in these situations? Like, what are you supposed to do when you are in these situations where you feel like you need to stand up for yourself? You have to put yourself first. And personally, I have kind of established two main strategies that I rotate between depending on the situation, the mood I'm in, the vibe, whatever it may be. I kind of find myself rotating between the two strategies. The first strategy I call smile and wave. And the second strategy I call, if you don't have anything nice to say, say it anyway. So (laughs) we can start with smile and wave because that one, you know, sounds a lot friendlier. And you know, at its core it is. So this one I feel takes a lot of willpower, but sometimes it is much more effective than the other strategy I feel. So basically what it is, is you allow the person that's mistreating you or undermining you or whatever it is, your needs, you, whatever, in one way or another to do so, you just ignore, ignore, ignore. A good example of this is how I choose to act towards TSA at the airport with like the handling of my medical equipment. And I I learned to use this strategy because I have found it is much more effective and I end up being a much better advocate for myself. So a lot of times TSA will act very annoyed when I tell them that I need some of my stuff hand checked and they'll make comments like, this is a lot to hand check or things of that nature or like all of this, just like kind of snarky, rude, like you're like, seriously, you're wasting my time type of comments. Very just like, just rude, just disrespectful. So I used to fight it. I used to be like, you know, really take offense to what they said and kind of like try to push back and be like, no, 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 I really, really need. And you know, they're going to have their snarky comments. And I used to like fight them. But what I started doing is just replying with like, I know, right? And laughing it off. Just like, this is a lot to hand check. I know, right? Like, that's all. That's all I'll say. Or I'll just be straight faced and be like, yeah, it is. <laughs> this is a lot. This is a lot to hand check. Yeah, it is. Like, they just stated a fact and I'm just agreeing. It is a lot to hand check. You have to do it. Like, yeah, it is a lot. Sorry. It's just, it's my medical supplies. You have to handle it how it needs to be handled. It's important. My life relies on it. And when I do this, I don't leave room for any further comments by them. Like, they can whine and pout. And is it bothering me? Yes. But they don't need to know that. And with TSA in this specific circumstance, I am being a better advocate for myself in this scenario by protecting my peace. I just, yes sir and no ma'am, my way. And 
let them deal with their own patheticness. Like them feeling the need to make a comment about my medical supplies, that's on them. Like, I'm sorry that you are annoyed that you have to do one of the parts of your job, which is hand checking medical supplies that can't go through the scanners. Like, I'm not holding you against your will to have this job. I'm not even asking you a hard request. Like, this is one of the things as a TSA agent, you have to hand check medical supplies that can't, you're using a powerful machine. Not everything in the world can go through it. You know what I mean? And sure, could I push back and be like, yeah, I know it's a lot, but like, I I really need you to do it. Is it okay if you do that? Like, that's leaving room for them to be like, I can't do this. It's like, yes, you can and you will. And by just smiling and waving the yes, ma'am, no, sir. Okay. Yep. That is a lot. Yes, that is a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. Like, you don't leave room for them to disrespect you to the same extent. And if they do, like, that's totally on them. And they have to sleep with themselves at night. You know what I mean? Like, they have to go home and live with how they treated people and how they complained about things that, you know, made someone else feel bad or feel embarrassed or whatever it is. And did I, like, stand up for myself being like, hey, you're being disrespectful and this is medical discrimination and like did I verbally stand up for myself no but by not saying anything and not wasting my breath on someone who was not going to absorb whatever I had to say by not doing anything besides not giving them the option the option to not do what I need them to do medically I am advocating for myself because I'm putting myself and my needs first. Does that make sense? And then the second strategy is kind of the opposite, right? So if you don't have anything nice to say, say it anyways. And I just wanna say, sometimes you can't always be nice. Do you have to be outright rude or is it like, is it okay to just be rude to someone for no reason? No. But sometimes you need to put your foot down when you're being disrespected and you need to be assertive. Again, I'm not saying go around and be mean to people, but if somebody is seriously disrespecting you or being discriminative, is that discriminative? Why is that discriminatory? (laughs) What's the word? Whatever. If someone is being that way towards you or if someone is being whatever it is towards you, disrespectful in any way, shape or form, sometimes you gotta say something you gotta stand up for yourself and maybe sometimes it isn't going to be productive but at some point you gotta put your foot down and enough is enough right so sticking with the medical supplies example the other day I went to a concert and in general I mean maybe I'm wrong but to my understanding In general, in the United States, and I don't know how other countries are, but in the United States, even when you're going places with bag restrictions, medical bags are omit from, like, rules about, like, size restrictions. And this includes, like, airplanes, and, like, I get the extra bag on airplanes for my medical bag, or, um, like, sporting events, and, yes, concerts. And I always double-check just in case, because even though, like, Legally, I am allowed, no matter what, to have a medical supplies with me. 
I do just like to like know what I'm going into. And so before I went to this concert, it was at Dodger Stadium. I checked their policy. Medical medical bags are omit from the size restrictions that applies to the general public, but they might be like they're probably subject to being like checked, which of course, like please check it and make sure that like I want to see you check my bag so that I know you checked everyone else's bags so that I feel safer in here. You know, this is America. It's a scary place. So like, of course, check it. But there are no restrictions on the size or the type of bag for medical bags. Point blank, period. To my understanding, you know, but I, I read I read up on it at this specific place. And it's just like in general, that's like how it is. However... Um, there are still security guards, uh, who feel the need to assert their unnecessary authority. It's like TSA agents. Like they're the same way. It's like, yeah, you are super important. I will, I will give you that. You are very super important. However, you can, you can lighten up on the medical devices. Let me tell you. So here's what happened. I had a bag and it was a purse filled with a camera, my wallet and keys, my girlfriend's wallet, and a lip gloss and a lip liner. And besides that, every single thing in my bag was medical supplies. So I had my Omnipod controller. I had an extra Omnipod. I had an insulin needle. I had a vial of insulin. I had an extra container of insulin for the needle for whatever reason, if I needed that. I had a juice box. I had multiple different low snacks. I had honey and candy and whatever, and I had a pack of gum. That, I guess that's not medical supplies, but I forgot to mention that. And that's everything I had in my bag. But besides like my basic necessities, my keys, my wallet, and I did have a camera and a pack of gum, everything else in the bag was medical supplies. And so I walk up and there's like an initial check and the lady's like, this bag is too big. And I said, oh, it's a medical bag. And she said, okay, they're gonna have to check it. I said, okay, of course. So I walk back and the guy is like, that's too big. That bag, that bag is too big. And I was like, oh, it's a medical bag. And he was like, let me see your medicine. And whenever I get that comment as a type one diabetic, I sort of just, I'm like, oh shit, because <laughs> I know that it's going to be very misconstrued. So I open it up and he said, let me see your medicine. So my first instinct was like, okay, I'll show him my vial of insulin. So I was like, so I have this um, insulin here. And then there was like, I'm like nervous because I get very anxious and like worked up in these situations because of like how mistreated I have been in different situations. And I was like, the next thing I saw that I could like quickly explain was the juice box. So I was like, I'm a type one diabetic. So this is a juice box in case my blood sugar goes low. And I didn't get to like further explain after the insulin and the juice box, he was like, okay, but this bag is just too big. And I was like, no, it's a medical bag. And he was like, okay, I'll let you through this time. But next time this bag is too big. And I, I guess it was just the time and the place where I was like, I'm not dealing with this right now because you know what? It isn't too big because, okay, this, these are all things that are happening in my head. I didn't say this to him yet, but I was like, it's not too big. The only things in here that are not medical supplies 
are my basic needs. I don't have any random stuff in here besides a pack of gum and a camera, okay? And that's, everyone else has that in their bag too. Everything else is my medical supplies. Do you know how big and bulky it would be if I had a smaller bag? If I have a smaller bag, I'm, everything is stuffed. It's heavy and it's uncomfortable, it's inconvenient, and I should not have to like deal with that if everything in my bag, almost everything in my bag, is my medical needs, you know? I, and there's there's no legal restriction telling me I can't have a bag this size. It wasn't even big, it was just a purse. It was literally just a purse. And I was like, so he's like, next time it has to be smaller. And I said, okay, it's a medical bag though. And he was like, yeah, next time though, just make sure it's smaller. And I said, no, it's a medical bag. And we kind of had this like same exchange back and forth and it ended up with me just being like, okay, it's a medical bag, but okay. And even just that, like, did I have to talk back? No. <laughs> was it productive? No. But honestly, you know what? He was being a jerk and telling me I needed a smaller bag when I didn't. He was just asserting his authority for maybe lack of understanding because maybe he did, like, because he did cut me off. So maybe he's like, juice box, insulin, okay, you can definitely fit that in a smaller bag. Little does he know, if he had let me finish my sentence, I would have explained that I had a lot of other stuff in there too. And did I have to, you know, talk back? No. Was it necessarily the nicest, smartest thing to do? No. But you know what? In that moment, I felt disrespected. I felt like I, my needs were being disregarded and kind of embarrassed because it was like in front of a lot of people and I had to stand up for myself and explain my medical needs in front of a lot of people. And to some extent I understand because, you know, I, I wouldn't want someone to like be able to go in and abuse this rule and not actually need a medical bag and be like, it's a medical bag and just, they're like, okay, can't question a thing and have them walk in. And I would hope no one would do that, but I'm sure people would. And so, I, like, I understand they have to check the bag. Of course they do. But if you see, first of all, look at look at me. I'm wearing two medical devices on my body that are visible. You can see them. Second of all, if you had just taken a second to, to listen to my full, literal one sentence, you would have known that my entire bag was full of medical supplies, and I did need a bag that big. And that is the reason why I decided I wasn't going to smile and wave and I was going to talk back. I was going to say the not nice thing I had to say. And like, was I outright mean? No. But did I have to talk back? No. But did I? Yes. And you know what? I did have to talk back <laughs> because it was wrong and I had to advocate for myself. And I was not going to take the mistreatment. So that's just like an example of a time where I used that strategy. So again, like... Am I saying that anytime anyone doesn't do what you want or what you need, that you should be rude or talk back or argue with them? No, most definitely not. Two wrongs do not make a right. However, I do think that if you have a gut feeling like, hey, I'm being taken advantage of right now, or hey, this person is being really ignorant towards me right now, or things of that nature, it is okay to put your foot down. It is okay to say no. I'm not satisfied with that answer or that treatment. Like, no, I will not bring a bigger bag or a smaller bag next time because I don't need to. It's a medical bag. No, I will not. It's okay to stand up for yourself. But 
in all reality, like no matter how much I preach on about this, like it's up to you and your gut to decide when it's right for you to do so. And sometimes standing up for yourself might not be the thing that's considered the most right, quote unquote right. Like with the bag situation, I probably didn't need to argue. I, it really didn't serve a purpose, but I f- it felt like me and my medical needs were being disrespected. And in that moment, my gut was telling me that I wasn't going to accept that treatment. And I was going to say, no, nope, I don't need a smaller bag next time. No, nope. And there's no rule or policy saying I do. So no, I don't. I will carry and store my medical supplies how I please. You checked my bag. I went through the metal detector. You know my bag is not causing any harm. And therefore, there's no reason to try to put in your two cents, assert your authority, assert your power in this particular situation. No, I will not bring a smaller bag next time. Have a good day. And again, it's situational, you know, like if say you're not, your bag isn't full of medical supplies, but you really just wanted to use this bag that's like slightly bigger and they're like, it's too big. It's too big. You know, like don't be an asshole and don't you go abusing your power to, to be a self advocate. Like don't abuse your power in the same way they are just to advocate for yourself because then that's not really self-advocacy. You're kind of just being an asshole. You know, it's very situational and you have to go with your gut and it doesn't apply like in every situation, every circumstance, but it does all stem from trusting yourself and your gut in order to determine what situation would best allow you to stand up and advocate for yourself and for your needs. So that's my little <laughs> lecture on self-advocacy. And I guess this is actually a pretty good lane. It's like 30 minutes. So that's, that makes me happy. So I hope you guys take what you need from this episode. And also I hope that like my words aren't twisted. I'm, I'm really not saying like go and disrespect people and like don't follow rules. Like I feel like as I'm saying, like especially about the bag thing, like I kind of sound like I was being a brat, but like it's my medical needs, you know? And there's a lot of situations like that where you, you just you just got to stand up for yourself. Maybe you're not being paid fairly at your job, you know, and you're like, why is this person that's been here six months getting paid so much more than me when I have more experience and I've been here longer? Are we dealing with a gender inequality issue? Are we dealing with a race issue? Like what's going on here? Do I need to stand up for myself? You know, where like someone else could be like, well, that person gets paid more like blah, 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 I'm going to go like stand up for myself. And, but like in maybe that circumstance, it's not an, an issue that needs to be advocated for. It's just like you get paid less. Whereas like another issue, like the same situation in different circumstances, it is an unfairness and you do have to advocate for yourself. Do you know what I mean? It's very situational and it's very much up to you to use your best judgment and only you can do that for you because you're the only person that knows you and your needs and your wants and your boundaries, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So anyways, I love you all so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I enjoyed recording it and I will talk to you guys so super soon in the next episode. Bye.